What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself joined by my good friend, Peter Griffith, to discuss Super Bowl 57 Eagles versus Chiefs. We break it all down for you. We talk about the Eagles season. We talk about the key matchups, some prop bets. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think, especially after the post game. Either way, I'm sure the discourse is going to be great. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your podcasts. ThunderBLG is the handle on Twitter, ThunderBlog Sports on Instagram. But enjoy the episode, and more importantly, enjoy the game. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast. Presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card podcast feed. It is Super Bowl week. The Eagles and the Chiefs. Yes. As you can hear them right there, I have a very good friend of mine on this week. Matty D, unfortunately, he got some stomach bug and he needed to heal up for, as he said, his emergency trip to Arizona. So I'm pleased bring on my good buddy peter griffith how are you so well thank you for having me on uh long time listener first time caller <laughs> say that every time i'm on wip too but um feels especially right and true now being on here with you so legendary you. wip caller peter griffith i should have <laughs> i should have included that the family pastime you know family it's, pastime. Uh, some people flew over on the Mayflower. Other people, you know, built bridges. Our family calls into WIP. So it's a good. Uh, I'd like good to meet life. these people that flew over on the Mayflower because they yeah. seem like they seem it like the Bezos, Musk, <laughs> Gates. You know, now yeah. I understand why all of a sudden in the 90s, technology boomed. They time traveled. Yes. Back to the Future came out in the 80s and, you know, technology took off in the 90s it makes sense yeah we're still i mean we're still working on things too i think uh, <laughs> something about living in downtown philly I'd, I'd say the go puff has been great I'd say, what an uh, invention the, the septa has been highs and lows of riding the septa so uh, it's uh been you're all- telling me having moved out to the suburbs almost a year ago now my times that i do aside from going to sixers games when we drive and i promise we'll get to the actual eagles game itself but uh, aside from driving down, when I come to see you or any other buddies, one of my buddies was in from out of town. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to drive. I wanted to have a good time. So take the SEPTA. And it's only gotten worse. I used to do the reverse commute every day. And it was, I shouldn't say fine. Because it wasn't fine. But it was, it worked. It got the job done. Got to work, came home, had, you know, went, went out with my friends and all that. Now it's, you have the scanning, you have the swipe in, the swipe out. It's just not. It's not efficient. What are we doing? No, here? Brutal. I'll tell you what. I'm getting the push to move out. And I'm like, I like it down here. It, it, they're my people. They're your people? I actually, I hate to hijack the conversation here. 
already love this. My ESPN feed just blew up. Chiefs QB Patrick Mahomes named AP NFL MVP for the second time in his career. Apropos to this conversation. Because all week we've gotten all the haters, which normally it feels like the haters kind of go away after the, the NFC and AFC championship games. Like Chris Sims, for instance, he keeps hating Jalen Hurts. And I hate to give him more cloud than he already has because that's really what he's trying to do right yeah i mean you almost don't want to say his name right yeah. like that guy, nbc it, guy yeah. who talks all yeah. the local nbc affiliates but like you're doubling down on this take and saying that like the eagles quarterback is the easiest position when jalen hurts is hurt and gardner Minshew makes the same offense with pretty much everybody else sans lane johnson Look terrible. So is uh, it is it the easiest job in the world? I don't think so. I will say though, Philadelphia as a city has been built for loving hate. Yeah, and we I feel yeah. like I also feel like we've gotten one one MVP in the decade. We got we got Bryce Harper, so we got our fill, and now we just need the second places. We have Joel Embiid. He'll just he'll be the consummate professional second place MVP guy. Now we have Jalen Hurts. It's great. Well, we have franchise players. We've got people that you can go out and buy their jersey, and you're really happy about it. Um, For three of the four teams. Yeah. Well, the Flyers, I, Flyers I, be kind I'm of being able to talk about, yeah. yeah. We can sunset the Flyers for a little bit. Like, yeah. That, um, but, no, I, I, think it's fa- I think it's fascinating. There's so many different ways to take that Patrick Mahomes news. Um, I almost think – talking about the Super Bowl that we won is interesting because we had a really fun and inspiring team and we were underdogs throughout. Yeah. And Philly loved that. Yeah. It's almost exactly like right. eat off the hatred. If you tell me to chew with my mouth closed, I chew Smack louder in, in your face and Smack just macking them. Fun. Yeah. If this was, if we had the video component, obviously we're on Zoom so we can see each other, but the listeners can't. I would do the motion, but it just sounds terrible. But I see what you mean. It really is, uh, you tell me to jump and I dig a hole. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So getting that hate in now is, it's good. And I think the only concern you have right now as a, long-time Eagles fan, is that we have absolutely mauled the teams in the NFC in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's a really good jumping-off point. Squeaking out wins when we actually won the Super Bowl to get to the big stage. So that's a really good jumping-off point because I was thinking about this today. Of Obviously, we just had the Phillies lose to the Astros. And before that, it kind of— Worst thing ever probably happened to me. Yeah, it, that yeah, was, it was awful. It yeah. was awful yeah. loss, but going into the World Series, it felt yeah. like a 2001 Sixers of, they're clearly the, the like, there's a clear difference between these two teams, and they have a shot, but, yeah. like, let's not have a sweep or a five game. They, you know, they were up 2-1 and everything. We don't need to rehash that. But this team, like, you mentioned 2007, 2017, 
the Eagles were were underdogs, but he still had thought there was a chance. This and everybody I've talked to, mutual friends of ours, and then some, I've gotten varying degrees of confidence, and I'm still at a five out of ten, mainly because of Patrick Mahomes and now the you know the back to back MVP. But I just I, it feels too weird to have that much confidence in a Philadelphia team going into a final round. I think untested is the word that people have been kicking around. That's a good one. Eagles have been untested. And I would say... I'd push back. Yeah, I I would push back as well. I would say, you know, they're like, oh, Brock Purdy got hurt, right? And it's like, well, our defensive line, which is ridiculous and mean, like bad dudes, hurt him. And you can't blame the Eagles for having a defensive line that can do that to a quarterback and take him out of the game. And that's Not almost a side part question is like, do we just sick Nadamika Sue on Patrick Mahomes and have him take out the ankle? Right. And then have little, him get a kick, kick after the play. Yeah, right? Like there, there's definitely an attitude out there. It's like, okay, like we know Patrick Mahomes was slash is injured and fighting through something that's, not an easy fix. There's a timeline and it's not two weeks. It's not great. No. You know, it's still, he's not a hundred percent. You're at, you're absolutely right. I think though, the thing and, and why this is not us being defensive, but us also reacting to news. The 49ers keep saying all this different shit of, Christian McCaffrey saying, I hope both teams lose. By the way, Christian McCaffrey, after Brock Purdy got hurt, ran up and down the field. They scored a touchdown to tie the game and then got shut down. The Eagles figured it out. Secondly, the 49ers defense, number one against the rush, what do the Eagles do? They're saying, oh, if they really make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, the Eagles shoved it down your throat on the ground. Well, it's one of the keys to this game, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. I think, um, you know, it's oh, – the game that people don't talk about is the Eagles versus the Titans. Derrick yeah. Henry's the only player on their offense. Yep. Derrick Henry did nothing. A lot of that, and part of my concern going into the playoffs was Jordan Davis was hurt, and he was back for those games. He was back for the first game against Saquon. But the rest of the defense is filled in in terms of rush defense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Jordan Davis was probably my hottest prospect going into this season. And this is a team where it's like not only do we not necessarily need him, we definitely need people. We definitely have a lot of good talent out there. But it's just such a well-supported cast that, you know, aside from Jalen Hurts, there's not like a pivotal, like A.J. Brown can have a bad game and we can win the Super Bowl. Devontae Smith can have a bad game we can win the Super Bowl. Miles Sanders can have a bad game and Kenneth Gangwell will blow up as he has been, right? Like there's... Austin Scott randomly scoring against a non-Giants opponent, like in the NFC Championship game. Like it's the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's... I like I, I I do like the setup. I do like the setup with 
Patrick Mahomes getting named MVP especially because what it does is it cements what we've been talking about and saying is that these haters come in and they say that Jalen Hurts is not a pivotal part of this team. This team can win without him. And even though we kind of proved that Jalen Hurts is pivotal and he makes wins happen, um, you know, he's not the fanfare guy. And I think this whole season he's been myopically focused. Like he's not the most exciting guy in a press conference room. And it's because he doesn't really care about anything other than a championship. Exactly. Which that level of like, you know, tiger focus, which I was going to say tiger woods ask. Yeah. 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 But it's like, it's all he wants to do. It's all he wants to do is win. And I think some of that's probably going back to the Bama benching and Tua. And there's a lot to unpack emotionally there as well. Um, but he wants to win. He wants to win. I think, though, to your point, the media day moment that sticks out the most in that same vein is I don't even know what reporter it was, but he's like, yeah, I thought the Eagles were going to suck with you. So I just wanted to apologize. And he goes, cool. Yeah. And just laughs at the guy. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't care. He doesn't care what anybody says about him. And further, the Colts game, where the Eagles were down, they come back. What makes a difference in that? Jalen Hurts. He's the reason why they won that game. A game where clearly the defense overlooked Jonathan Taylor, overlooked what Jeff Saturday was bringing to the table as a coach. Jalen Hurts marched that team down the field and he scored the touchdown to go ahead and engineered everything that that team was doing. So I don't know. I feel like the, the most of the listeners listening to this know that we're Eagles fans and know what to expect out of us. A lot of them probably are Eagles fans on this podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Own it. Right. Like people bias. Oh yeah. I try to be objective and that's why I won't officially make a pick and why I'm not gambling on the Super Bowl. I don't gamble on Eagles playoff games. That's just a, a rule of mine since the first Super Bowl run. And then I Are tried you, to... My, my wife banned me from uh, betting on the Eagles. Yeah, so I I Bad started gambling Bad. before the first Super Bowl run in 2017. And I said, you know what? I'd like to bet the Eagles as underdogs, but I don't want to fuck up the juju of them with the yeah. underdog mentality. So I didn't. Then they lose to the Saints the next year. And I think, oh, all right, I can start betting on the Eagles again. The next time they make the playoffs, Carson Wentz gets immediately knocked out with the concussion. I go, no more. No more. Granted, last year I couldn't do it because I was on my honeymoon in Jamaica. So the United States wouldn't let me place a bet against yeah. Brady. I probably yeah, would have bet on the Bucs. Firing money over, uh, overseas. And yeah, to yeah, yeah. That's, you know, it, the, yeah, the, market, the, the you government know. legality of things would let me do it. But – this year, I said no. Uh, you, no way. Like last year, last year I was in. I was ironically in Arizona for the Super Bowl. We went to the waste management and all that for a bachelor party, and I placed all of my Super Bowl bets before I even left Pennsylvania. Smart. And this year, like I was in Illinois for the Giants game, and I was like, this, this could get ugly. They're either going to lose close or it's going to be ugly. And I wanted to bet on the ugly. And I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't even take the Boston Scott, the guaranteed money. A Boston Scott anytime touchdown against the Giants. Didn't take it. 
So I'm hoping yeah. I my karmic synergy comes back to to reward yeah. me with the championship. But anyway, yeah. So where are you sitting in terms of vibes going into the game? How confident do you feel? Well, I think you know some of the context around what's going on at a higher level within the NFL. Like this has been an interesting Stephen, uh, interesting season on a number of levels, and that sure. like hasn't really been a dominant team besides the Eagles. Sure. Uh, and you look through the Chiefs season, and, and and like to be clear, to get here, they beat they a hot Jacksonville team. Not a good Jacksonville team, not a particularly amazing Jacksonville team, but like a hot Jacksonville team. And they beat the Bengals, which for me was a win because I did not want to play against the Bengals. Um, But they have a lot of loss to the Bills. They beat the Raiders by one. They beat the Bucks by ten. Yeah, they're a bad covering the spread team, and they're underdogs coming into this game. Which they flipped. They were. They were favorites. Yeah. A good, a good oh, friend of ours got the Eagles. Smart book, I guess. But a good you know. friend of ours got the Eagles at plus, I think, one fifteen before mm-hmm. the AFC Championship game went final. Yeah, Which good yeah. good odds there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think there's. So I flew in from Boston this morning. I was at the Sixers Celtics game, so I got love it. An early taste of defeat, hoping that, you know. I can look forward to Sunday and not think of have the, the same. Sixers were losing. The Phillies were winning World Series games. So this is this is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. But I get off the plane and it's eight fifteen in the morning and the terminal is absolutely ripping. <laughs> and there are kids passed out playing games, doing all this stuff, and they and I'm like, what is going on? I look up. The gate that I was leaving, the gate next to it was the flight to Phoenix. That's incredible. And I was like, oh, I might just not go into Philly. I might just, try just to turn around stand and get on. By. Oh, I have a ticket. I have a ticket. So I think the Chiefs have a good fan base. I think the Eagles fan base is really strong and travels well. And I think there's a good kind of – chip on the shoulder, especially with the news that literally just got announced. Yeah. Where you've got a little bit more fire. And I think, I mean, going back to the Jalen Hurts point in the Bama-Georgia college football playoff game, like, he's going to, they're going to try to come out swinging. Right? And they're going to try to put up points. I mean, they have been really good in the first half all season, generally. And I think the question is going to be, do we take that in the air or do we take that on the ground? And I hope it's a combination. And I I hope they use what is a fabulous backfield and an offensive line that, frankly, might not be around for that much longer. I mean, they've done a great job building a bench and backfilling, but Jason Kelsey on his way out. Lane Johnson is on his way out. You're you know, it's starting to think about that next generation. And it's like, this is your shot. You got it. You got the quarterback, you got the team, you've got the, 
everyone's engaged and hoping uh hoping they pull through yeah so i'm kind of in the same boat as you right i said five out of ten and i think as we really start to you know peel back the layers of this onion of a game will probably reveal some biases and everything but (laughs) when you look at different positions you mentioned the offensive line and that's something that i i fall back to i've had different friends from different fan bases. I have a lot of friends from Boston that obviously yeah. don't like us between the Sixers Celtics as, as you were just talking about and, you know, the Eagles beating the Patriots, even though it's one, one, you know, all that that are trying to convince me like, Oh, this is a 2015 Panthers, Cam Newton type of thing. Cam Newton did what won the MVP and yeah, they looked unstoppable. But they like that was un, like an inevitable team to to look at. This team throughout the year, I can't think of a time that a team had as good of a record as the Eagles did, and so many different pundits. And part of that is you know however many Cowboys are in everything, yeah. and and that that's one thing I heard about NBC guy. We won't say his name, as you said. Yeah, is that he There's went to Texas. Five. Sure. I guess Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, so maybe th- maybe that's there, which I can kind of respect. I did yeah. openly boo Mike Muscala when he was a Sixer, you know Lehigh Bucknell. Um, and but you know maybe there's you know maybe it's the bias or whatever it is, but everybody wanted to keep punching up towards the Eagles, and they never really punched down. They they just kept punching at eye level. And taking people out that way. And even with this game where, or even the previous game, the NFC Championship, where 49ers fans are pissed off Brock Purdy got hurt. It's the same thing with the Cowboys. Uh, The Eagles beat the Cowboys with, what's his face, Cooper Rush. And before that game, they're like, oh, Cooper Rush, like, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Yeah. Then the Eagles beat him. It's like, oh, no, you didn't beat him with Dak. You didn't beat him with Dak. Dak has this record against against the Eagles. And, I can't even we, remember if we, this is. Thank God, thank God for Steve May Smith talking about media and like yeah. that guy. I mean, he's on one always, but yeah, no, I, mean... I think I, I think that's right. I mean, I think they've consistently been uh, okay. You like validated. Everything has to be validated, right? It's never oh the Eagles are a force. And they have all the tools and all the weapons. It's, well, you know, they won this game, but we'll see how they do next week. Yeah, exactly. The Super Bowl, there is no next week. It is one game, and the entire world is watching, which I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see how Jalen Hurts does. It's going to be interesting to see how, frankly, Nick Sirianni does. That's the big concern, right? That's something, right? That's, like, I mean, Sirianni Reed, you give the edge to Andy Reed 99 times out of 100, if not 100 times out of 100, I feel like. Yeah, and this matchup, I mean, sounds, I mean, Eagles Cowboys for the NFC Championship would have been incredible. But this is almost the perfect playoff run, right? You beat the Giants. You beat the team that beat the Cowboys. 
Yeah. And play your old coach. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty rich storyline there. And then you've got the brothers Kelsey. The brothers Kelsey. You have Sirianni, who was a coach of the Chiefs. It's a lot. Hurts versus Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, to the extent that people are underweight in this Super Bowl in terms of importance and how much it means to them, I think there's like so many storylines that, um, you know, even Jason Kelsey's wife about to give birth in the stands. Like, yeah. It's that, that's a good one too. Yeah. It's crazy. That's like, nuts. Yeah. I mean, I said this to you after the Eagles won won the NFC of you said to me the night be- or at our friend's wedding, the night before the Eagles first game of the Eagles better lose to the Giants or to the Lions tomorrow because I don't yeah. know if they're, if they're losing kind of to defend Kelsey of when he when he uh you know was was go- was going after a, an empty net, if you will. Yeah. I didn't think uh, they, I didn't think I had a shot in hell at the Super Bowl. No. And I, no. maybe he didn't either. He he was debating coming back. And now imagine that telling your kid, "Hey, your mom went into labor at the 5:35 mark of the third quarter." Yeah. And she said, no, your grandmother was there when you were delivered. Your your dad and your uncle were playing a football game. Yeah. How epic of a story is that? And one of them won the Super Bowl. Hopefully the dad wins it, but, you know. Say well, I mean, Jason Kelsey is the heart and soul of maybe the entire city. He absolutely I, is. Like, even inclusive of the Phillies playoff run. I was about to say, I, I would say more I so like than it. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, like, certainly is the, he's the electrical aspect of the heartbeat. But Jason Kelsey is the heart that makes the circuiting go. Yeah, and, and to be clear, if any of these guys ever ran for mayor, they'd win in a landslide. Like, it wouldn't. <laughs> even oh, Nick Ford, right? Like, oh, Yeah. It, it wouldn't even be close. But I think that's what these guys are playing for, which you have kind of two guards, not guards in the position, but like two casts within sure. yeah, yeah. the Eagles right now that this is maybe not their last bite of the apple, but it's getting there. It's interesting, right? of exactly what you just said of guys like Kelsey, who was drafted by Andy Reed. Yeah. Like the, just the ever interweaving aspect of all these different storylines or, you know, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, those older players. But then you have Dallas Goddard who literally was drafted in Dallas as the Eagles were Super Bowl champions. The David Akers famous draft call. And, like, those guys, Miles Sanders, who was Saquon's backup. Like, you have all this, like, different guys that have different chips on their shoulders because they were drafted late, or they were this guy's backup, or they were this, that, and the other thing. Like, it's crazy just to think about some of these different players and where they're going. Like, and we mentioned Lane Johnson, but Jack Driscoll, when he came in, wasn't horrible. He wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. Yeah, you have guys like that. You have Landon Dickerson, who's I think looked pretty good. He's a young guy. 
you know, and just seeing something like how the, how well these guys have meshed together. Cause you've seen it on Eagles teams, you've seen it on Phillies teams and different teams throughout the years in Philadelphia of just the old guys say, well, you guys figure it out. You, you know, we've been around the block. Yep. You do whatever you want. And that, that's another point about this team is how much this team has changed in five years, but how much it's also remained the same. Yeah. I mean, it is remarkable what's happened. It's crazy. I mean, you look like Malcolm Jenkins, right? Like that was a big piece of the Super Bowl run. He's been gone for a while now. This is the third year with Adam, right? Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz. I, I remember my dad, huge. I was a big Carson Wentz defender. He famously said that um, Jalen Hurts was the worst second-round pick in the history of second-round picks. Well, at the time, it made zero sense. Completely irrational. And now, the Howie quote from Media Day might be his signature to his entire career if Jalen Hurts pulls this off. Oh, my gosh. It makes the Jalen Rieger pick. It makes the J.J. Arcega-Whiteside pick. Like, it, it makes, makes all these things like, forgiven. Okay. Yeah, this is like, it's worth stomaching trying to be, because he always, I feel like he always is like trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Absolutely. To a fault. He like outfoxes himself, and that's kind of his reputation. And then when he pulls through, he gets, you know, a much deserved love for a Jalen Hurts pick. Well, even that, like a a Derek Barnett pick, as much shit as you want to give Derek Barnett, you know what he did do? He recovered the ball that Brandon Graham stripped of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter what else he does. He is the torn ACL. Who gives a shit? He helped seal for the most part because obviously the, the Patriots still have the last heave. But he helped seal it. They got the field goal that made it that they needed the touchdown and the two point conversion in the in the Eagles currently lone Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think I mean I think again this is also very different. I mean specifically around the offense and pieces of the defense. This is a very different team. But the aggression on defense, which is something that I have been worried about since the Super Bowl win, has come out. I mean, it is this team. They look like they're on horseback, like, you know, flailing a sword in the air trying to kill people. It's like that kind of. The incredible thing that the Eagles have been able to do is the adaptability, right? Yeah. The first couple games, Sasan Reddick, they tried to use him as a fake rusher, drop him back into coverage. It wasn't yep. working. So they said, you know what, Hassan, you like hitting quarterbacks? We're sending you in. Yeah. And as critical as I've been about Jonathan Gannon, he figured out how to use these different pieces that Howie brought in, whether it was through trades, whether it was through signings. Yeah. He just said, you know what, this is what you like to do. And we're going to figure out schemes. Like previously, five years ago in the Super Bowl run, it was basically like a hockey team. You could just move guys in and out, and it was the same thing that you saw. 
And it worked really well because all of those guys were super talented. But with this, you still have that aspect of you can bring in Nadamakan Sue, you can bring in Linval Joseph, you can bring in whomever. But they still have their own individuality that creates yeah. a different thing. And that, that was part of the Jordan Davis point before of he was such a good run blocker or run stopper. Blocker is obviously in football a different thing. But he stopped the run and blocked them from running, which is what I was trying to say before. But even well, without him, actually, they figure it out. Yeah, well, I think that's actually the beauty of, of this Eagles team. And I'm going to contrast them with Dallas because, obviously, you know, oh, yeah. you kind of know my you setup. Have you have but to. The Eagles have been really good architects of a defense and what that yes. looks like and who's good at what. I think Dallas has – I mean – Micah Parsons is probably the best person that plays defense in the NFL. The NFL but, didn't say so tonight. Maybe Jerry Jones is using that for next year. See you in, the, like, in the divisional round, Dallas. He's the guy that everyone wants. No, right? I agree. I, I totally he's agree. Really good. Fucking around with the Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Whatever. Yeah. Whichever Bosa. One of those idiots. I just like, I think it's funny because Dallas has gone about like, oh, like, we need this. We go out, we acquire this either yeah. through costs or trade. And then that doesn't work. And then we go out and buy this other piece that's now missing. And then that doesn't work. Yeah. The Eagles have much more been like, okay, let's figure out what our guys are good at. Yeah. Let's put them in a position to succeed so that the overall team succeeds. Exactly. And I think that, I mean, that's easier said than done. Like it, it, that strategy kind of, you know, makes a ton of sense. I'm sure every, every, you know, manager, GM, like they want to do that. Right. Like that's totally. their dream and they hope to be synced up with the coaches and the same thing. The Eagles have had that mesh where they've just made a really good team where everyone has a pretty well-defined role and it's up to them to execute. Yeah. So let's, move on let's normally we break it down position by position like group versus group but let's we'll keep it more general and go that way looking at this we're gonna just go offense versus defense throw in the special teams and all that because obviously that's a third of the game is bill belichick has taught us six rings out of him so you know gotta listen but Peter, do you want to start with the Eagles defense versus the Chiefs offense or the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense? I feel like strategically we should probably think about the Chiefs defense okay. versus the offense because I think we're coming for a position of like how, how are they going to bottle Jalen Hurts, right? And that, that how do you bottle – and that's – an MVP caliber player obviously didn't win it, but um, you know, how, how do you contain him and what are you going to do to contain him? So almost focusing on the chief's defense is like one of the more interesting questions in my mind. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the votes have come out for the MVP and not to harp on it too much. Hertz obviously comes in second place with 26 second place votes, only one first place vote. 11 third-place votes, 10 fourth-place votes. Josh Allen, 11 second-place votes, 19 third-place votes. 
in 12 fourth place votes. Joe Burrow, 10 second place votes. 18 third place votes. And 9 fourth place votes. So really, it seemed like we had some some crossing wires between the Burrow-Allen and Hertz consti- uh, con- constituents. You went. To yeah. the, you, you're the Ivy League guy. You you pronounce the words right yeah. for me. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, Burrow had a hell of a season. He did. I, I I don't dispute that. I mean, I think. I mean, you want to talk about a team that's surrounded by good talent, though. I mean, that'd be the only thing. Like, sure, it's hard to separate the quarterback from the people receiving the ball from the quarterback. They're facilitator of the offense. Absolutely, totally agree. Anyway, not to make this all about why Jalen Hurts was robbed. No, but it's good context. It is good t- context. Um, the Chiefs defense, right? They have the two big names up front. They have Chris Jones, sack machine, and they have Frank Clark, who is just a complete stopper in terms of yeah. a body, know, just a body. But they also yeah. have guys like Ladarius, Lajarius Sneed, excuse me, Nick Bolton, guys like that that can really, you know, they have a ton of tackles. They have everything going on there. The thing with them and that they were exposed to and they figured out how to mask in the AFC Championship game was their secondary and figuring out how to best execute Similar to the 2017 Eagles, their front seven, eight, however many they're sending in, eight is a serious blitz package, but I'm realizing after I said it, but um, how to execute a way to mask your secondary being subpar. And maybe I'm being a little too biased and calling it that way, but I don't know. That versus the Eagles offensive line is a really intriguing matchup to me. And I think is the matchup of the game because we saw with the 49ers game from the Eagle fan perspective of seeing how, and granted in pass coverage versus run coverage, you know, finding the second level and all that sort of stuff. The Eagles are very good at that. They're very good at run blocking and in pass blocking. They're very good that way too. The meme internet video, whatever you want to call it, of Jordan Mailata pancaking Joey Bosa is fantastic. You add in whether that's Chris Jones, whether it's Frank Clark going against him, who's going against Lane Johnson, who's who is banged up, but is has played great throughout the playoffs. It does bring up some questions, but I guess it comes down to how aggressive would the Chiefs get with trying to get after Jalen Hurts, to your point of trying to bottle him up. Yeah, and I I think, in a sense, they do have a slight edge in, in one aspect. It's not a particularly sexy defense that Kansas City has. They're effective. It's a good word to use. If, if you look at – I mean, I had him on my fantasy team, right? Like, it was solid performance all year. But they're not forcing turnovers, really. I mean, they're not that kind of team. They're more of a three-and-out kind of team, which 
that kind of team matches up pretty well against the Eagles, um, which is hard to kind of think about. Um, yeah, it's it's really similar to the 49ers game. The Eagles offense has played mistake-free ball. Because even the Gardner-Minshew game, to give NBC guy a little credit. Yeah. And granted, the mistakes came from the quarterback position, but a lot of mistakes were had by the Eagles. And Miles Sanders was a part of that and everything there. Yeah. Having said that, the Eagles, in two of their three losses, gave the ball away more then they took it away. And as cliche Which as that to say. The equal strong suit has been forcing takeovers. Correct. Correct. Either through blunt trauma up front or through having a pretty pretty good secondary or yeah. beasting on an inopportune pass. Which We'll get to one of Howie's best moves ever, I think. Especially if they win. In a minute, when we talk about the Eagles' defense, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think you know this is this Eagles' offense needs to spread the ball around, correct, and use the weapons. I think that's how you beat a defense like the Chiefs. No easy three and outs, a mixture of kind of ground and air. They're not – I don't get really excited about the Chiefs' defense, but I I know what they are and what they can do, and it's it's solid. They're a solid team. They're in the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> That's a very nice way of uh, complimenting them. I think to your point, though, what we've seen what the Eagles excel well at they use Miles Sanders effectively, but when they yeah. know that he, and kind of what you were saying before of finding out what people do well, when he isn't the answer, they aren't afraid to change to Kenneth Gainwell or yeah. in those situations to Boston Scott. And I think that's something that Minshew tried to do with trying to utilize Quez Motkins more. Something that Jalen Hurts does do, and Minshew did this as well. But something I think that becomes an interesting wrinkle, and granted, part of this while Minshew was in is the fact that Dallas Scott was hurt. So you saw a little more of uh, the backup tight end, uh, Al Contra. No, that's a baseball player. Um, Calcaterra. Calcaterra? Calcaterra. Uh, Alcantara is a pitcher for the Marlins. Who his name actually doesn't even matter because Dallas Goddard is healthy now. Yeah, yeah, Dallas Goddard is healthy now. But my point being is that Jack Stoll yeah. could be. Yeah, you, you don't come to the bullpen cart to hear me pr- pronounce guys' names right, Peter. You know this from listening to the uh, show. Yeah, I if I pronounce a name right on the first try, the show's gonna end. <laughs> You know, thank God your name is easy to pronounce. Otherwise, yeah. it would have ended after five seconds. Um, but anyway, no, my point being, Jack Stoll, that second tight end, right? Like, and obviously the Eagles were very different five years ago with, with Nick Foles and, and seeing what they could do with using Trey Burton as the second tight end with Zach Hurts and everything there. And, you know, the Philly special was Trey, Trey Burton, you know, 
throwing the pass and and you know everything there or either either he threw the pass or he flicked it off uh no he threw the pass but anyway um that seems like an aspect of the Eagles game that they could exploit to try to either open things up for Goddard yeah. you know bring in the exactly. front seven yeah. and yeah. force them not to be in a nickel formation even if they have a nickel back in there bring that player in and stack the box inadvertently and open it up for Brown for Goddard for Smith I mean the different ways that they can figure out how to skin the cat in terms yeah, of getting getting the ball through the air and what we've seen throughout the playoffs we haven't seen a lot of Quez Watkins but we've seen a lot of Zach Pascal which yeah he's looking good man he's looking good but I wouldn't trust that in this game if you're an Eagles fan he's a happy surprise guy yeah exactly that's a he really good way to not, play he's not yeah he had a good game against the Giants or you know, as good as you can when AJ Brown and Devonte Smith are ahead of you. Yeah. But not a guy that I'm expecting out of here. Like, you know, a Britain Covey, you saw, like you only see him on, on returns. I think he had one catch in the giants game. That's when Minshew came in and they had the backups in, but like really it comes root for Covey, by the way, because I root for Covey all the time. He's like small. He's out there catching the punch. Yeah, little, little scrawny like a, white guy. I think- I think because Jalen Rieger was so annoying to watch <laughs> the screen that anyone that can replace him is like an immediate sensation. Like I might get a Covey jersey. I don't know. Um, you're not an anglophile. That's why you're not getting the yeah. jersey. No, but it's funny. Like I think you look at this offense for the Eagles, and you struggle to find someone over the age of thirty. That's not on the offensive line. You actually struggle to find someone over the age of 25. That's not on the offensive line. And you Sorry. actually struggle to find someone that you don't remember their draft within the last couple of years. Who's a skill position player. I mean, I think that in and of itself invites a level of creativity and spreading of the ball. I think Dallas Goddard, you know, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Without a doubt, very talented. There are a lot of talented wide receivers in the league. Um, tight end, man, that's an important position. And I don't think it's ever been more important in the NFL. And we're going to get to Travis Kelsey and that, you know, definitely important. But, like, he's up there. I mean, he's, he's certainly up there. And the, the offense changed when he was out, right? Well, you lost you lost an option, so it became that much more important that you run the ball. It became that much more important they ran the ball. And Devontae Smith kind of bloomed and remained bloomed. Yeah. Again, not a botanist. So my yeah. analogy here isn't great. But he Devontae Smith, I feel like, became that bailout option. And whether yeah. it was yards after catch or incredible catches and, you know, yeah. NFC Championship game notwithstanding. Again, that's that's Even on Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, uh, forcing the quick uh, no huddle there. Yeah. That's why you wouldn't call timeout, yeah. I said it last week, why you wouldn't call timeout is on you, at the very least, to take a second look at it. But 
we digress. Yeah. Bang, but he bang, still, bang. he did it yeah. against the Cowboys. He did it against the Giants in both Giants games. Actually, in all three Giants games. He had a great game in that first one. Miles Sanders had the, had the game. But yeah. Devontae Smith had a good game, too. Um, regardless. Really bad game, to be clear. What'd he just had to, like, Devontae Smith hasn't had a bad game. Like, no, and that's why, that's why they go yeah. get him. Yeah. Which I is, mean, Devontae Smith is the the gift. Really, Jalen Hurts is the gift that keeps on giving. Jalen Hurts gets sat. The Eagles get a better pick. They get Devontae Smith. They yeah. turn what they got from the Dolphins into what they got from the Saints, which is currently the 10th pick in this upcoming draft. Yeah, which uh, uh, wild. Yeah, Jerry Jones saying, "Oh, the Eagles re- really went all in." Yeah, fuck you, Jerry Jones. Well, what usually happens to build a Super Bowl team is you give away all your draft capital, and you're like, "I'm going to mortgage my future against the now." Yeah, and we're going to be, you know, in a good spot to make a run. I think. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they match up. I was thinking about it the same way though. I think attacking the air from the interior with Dallas Goddard and doing some of the quick slants and less of the big chunky plays that you're trying to break off. I mean, they'll come, but I think you can't bank on them. Yeah. The play against the giants to start the game. You cannot hope that's happening. Yeah. Super Bowl first quarter, just to go general, we're not at prop bets yet, but yeah. Super Bowl first, first quarter is literally like a boxing match. It's, Two teams feeling each other out, seeing where yep. they can maybe find a hole. You're not getting that. You're getting – I would expect there's no over-under maybe, – maybe actually there is of run versus pass, but of touches for Miles Sanders in terms of carries. I would expect him, Kenneth Gainwell, get a ton of runs at the start of the game just so that Jalen Hurts can kind of see what they're bringing out. I Yeah, I also think – You've got a particularly mean offensive line that loves to run downfield. So, you know, giving those guys a bone. That's what I'm excited to see about, though, is the Eagles have been criticized a ton of the lack of passing yards in the second half. Like, people want to – like, the general consensus has been, oh, they don't score in the second half because they don't throw and all this stuff because they don't have to throw. And sometimes it turns yeah. into them having to throw. But a lot of that, when it's worked really well, is the yeah. offensive line. You see Jason Kelsey with those seal blocks going up into the secondary. Like, you you see guys combo blocking and figuring out who's coming where because they see the different stunts the teams are running. A lot of it is very copycat, cookie-cutter different, you know, in, out, whatever, shit you see in Madden. And these guys, like we said before, have been around the block and figure it out. And the smartest one of them all is Jason Kelsey. And you see him sprint into the backfield and pancake the shit out of some middle linebacker. And it's so much fun to see. And there isn't a Brian Urlacher or whomever like insert Ray Lewis, whomever you want to say in terms of middle linebackers, that's going to stop that. 
Well, that I mean, that's like my I think the best play that the Eagles' offense runs. It is. It absolutely is. The QB sneak for four yards. Yeah. Like, come on. You you can't it's, stop it. It's like going back to the well, but it still works every time. It works every time, and it's there's a I reason why the, that yeah. there's reports that teams want to change the rule about the push. Yeah. Because it's no, too I good. Mean, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, that rule is going away. The Eagles yeah. don't have that to go back to. Yeah, that's and just think, a pure fact. Of yeah. oh, they exploited something in the rule book. They have too good of an offensive line. They have running backs, tight ends, whomever's pushing Jalen Hurts. We need to stop that. Yeah, there's a well, reason why the bush push lives in infamy in college football. In yeah. terms of, at least in Notre Dame fan fandom, of which I have family members in, but I can't, I, it's funny though. I like part of me says that I mean, it's a big part of football. I think I can't remember if that piece of shit Chip Kelly said it or if Doug Peterson <laughs> said it, but one of them said like big people beat up on little people. I think that, I want to say <laughs> that's a that's a Doug Peterson quote. Because yeah. Chip Kelly was too weird I, to say yeah. that. Peter, we need an off-season podcast of you and Matt going off about Chip Kelly. <laughs> we need that going on. Matty D. He's still a Chip Kelly defender. He, yeah. he, I don't think he gambles, but I really hope that he places, like without telling me, just places like $5 on UCLA to win the, the national championship every year. Um, but let's keep it moving. We'll look at the yeah. other side of the ball. If we go down, I'm like, what's there to defend on Chip Kelly? <laughs> I don't think there's a lot. The only the only thing he did it's a black hole. It's a black hole. The only thing Chip Kelly did was brought in good pieces that, that Howie Roseman turned into Super Bowl aspects. Like JHIE doesn't happen if Chip Kelly doesn't bring in his guy Kiko Alonso. That's the yeah. only thing you can say about Chip Kelly. Well, I would say that those years for the Eagles were are, um, like lost in translation years. They really were. They absolutely were. But keep it moving. Yeah. Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense. You mentioned with Chav- Travis Kelsey before. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, not 100%, but he's still Patrick Mahomes. He, I mean, he is a fabulous quarterback. He's worth every dollar. Yeah, he Big. absolutely is. Um. And I would say, you know, him getting the MVP, I somewhat enjoy for what it brings to the table going into the weekend. But Correct. I think, so, you know, well-deserved. Um, he, he's truly spectacular. And I would say in that vein, my biggest bet going into this year that is that Juju Smith-Schuster was going to have, like, an unbelievable year because he would obviously slot in where um Tyreek Hill yeah um which made like a ton of sense to me but beyond that I mean Travis Kelsey's a threat and he's very good and there's something kind of undefendable about the large tight end you can't double team in and then you got to pressure Patrick somehow so I think that's Definitely a risk. I, I don't know what where the prop bets are on Travis Kelsey yards, but I think if the 
Chiefs offense gets working, it's going to be very much facilitated through him. Um, and I, it's tough though because I don't see a ton of vulnerabilities around our defense. If you asked me earlier in the season, I would say there definitely are. I think we've shored up on a lot of fronts, um, not least of which is defensive line, <laughs> um, which we talk about now and we smile and we're glowing, but there's some games that look really bad early in the season. Yes. Uh, scary bad. Scary bad. Like, we will lose every game if they keep at this clip bad, which they didn't. But I think, um, you know, you could see some interesting stuff in there. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is less mobile. Um, he's going to push it to Super Bowl um, and facilitate the offense in the way that Patrick Mahomes facilitates the offense, which is very creative um, and artist of sorts. Um, and not really, you know, probably a, a deliberate artist at times just to – you know, frustrate defenses, but defense is mean. I mean, this is a sexy defense. If the chiefs are the unsexy defense that gets the job done, this is a defense that can force, you know, back-to-back fumbles, back-to-back interceptions, a pick six here and there, which all sounds great, but then they, you know, can give up a, a full 80 yard drive and give up a touchdown. So it's, it's a it's a little bit. I think I think the defense is really strong, but also a little bit volatile at times. So I think you bring up a really good point. Of, it's not turnover dependent, but it's also not a guaranteed three and out defense. Correct. A big, big problem is third down, and it's been better in the playoffs. Yeah. But with a guy like Travis Kelsey, third down, and the defense that you bring out to that is so pivotal. Because yeah. as much as you want to like point out Darius Slay and the third, third down and 30 and all that, that's not the only embarrassing instance of the Eagles letting up huge third down plays. It happened throughout the year, like you said. If they keep doing that throughout the year, this isn't going to go well. And somehow they've been able to go back to this well of the offense has been really good, so it makes up for it. But when you play a team that has at least the safety valve of that way, at what point does a quarterback of Patrick Mahomes' skill level figure out, oh, I have these different options, whether it's Kadarius Tony, Kader, whatever. Um, let's, let's go back. Let's let's talk about the Dallas game too, right? Yeah, because that's somewhat interesting. That the loss. We were in that game. They were in that game, and then they they literally gave it away. Just too many too many turnovers. And then there was that Ty Hilton play downfield, like. Our defense is – anything can happen from a defensive perspective in terms of we could be a three-and-out defense. We could be an interception defense. We could be a they drive to the 50-yard line and punt it and bury us deep in our own territory 
and they can score a touchdown. I think it's like which defense shows up. And for the most part, the defense has at least like either consistently played well or consistently been volatile, um, which consistently volatile is like jumbo shrimp type of, uh, but it's a good way to put it. You know, it's, it it is where we're at. I, I do feel on the margin, very good about it. Um, very good about where they are defensively, but it, it, that's the the question mark is what's Patrick Mahomes going to do to our defense? Yeah, I agree. It's a how much does he push himself because there's no game after this. Yeah. Or what? How? What does our defense do to him as well on the other side? That's I mean a, that's, that's a good point too. too. Right? Like that's a really good go- point. I just think the offensive line of the Chiefs is very good. It's not, again, the bias coming out. It's not the Eagles good. No. So where does our pass rush, like, where does it, how how much better is it than their, than their offensive line? And I think that establishes a couple things. Obviously, it, it establishes the ability to move the line. Yeah. But the Chiefs have never really been... And you can see this throughout the Mahomes era of different, the fact that up until whatever week it was that Isaiah Pacheco was the guy, the guy that Andy Reid finally decided to say, you're going to be our rusher. If McKinnon comes in more likely than not, it's a swing pass. It's a, yeah, you know, whatever the, the triangular route. Yeah, you can see what I'm doing, but the listeners can't. But you can imagine the play in Madden of the guy runs to the offensive line, then cuts it into the middle. That's what Jarek McKinnon does. You know, it's the Andy Reid has a good track record with guys like Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, Brian Westbrook. It's the Brian Westbrook play of what McNabb used to do with him, and it's just a matter of if, if McNabb could actually like throw the pass in his. Yeah. Donovan McNabb is a quarterback. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you, John Madden. Um, sorry, I, I tripped myself up on my own joke. Lovable McNabb is like a good Philly pastime, though. We kind of really love is. him now, but like in the moment, we're like, well, remember when McNabb used to shit on us? Post retirement, he goes to Washington, and then he tried to shit on us for a couple of years. Then he yeah. tried to shit on Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean, and then he, he kind of gave the olive branch after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I was wrong. You guys retired my number. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all right, man. Not um, everyone could be Dawkins, I guess. Oh man, another reason why Chip Kelly sucks. But <laughs> no, he didn't trade him. That was that was during Andy Reid's time that that he left. Or that was traded. last year. Was it his last year? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, maybe I'm missing, mixing up years. I thought it was no, like, okay. I thought it was like a couple years before he left, but maybe it was. Dude, I might have been under Chip Kelly. Honestly, I don't know. We'll have to go. To the, we'll have to. Yeah, go, go to the tape. Go to the tape. All right. So, let's go to prop bets because there there are some good ones. Soundbite on special teams. Yeah, I I hope we don't have to punt the ball. We have the worst punter in the league. Yeah, he's not great. Just line, line drive specialist. 
Oh my god! I the Phillies, the Phillies could use a guy that hits a ball twenty feet in the air and however many yards. Oh, the, the Phillies could really use that kind of line drive accuracy. I mean, it is brutal. I think like the wire also the la- like you know there's sure, definitely sure. Stuff, but the wire wasn't great. Yeah, so the Mahal or the Kelsey over under on receiving yards. Let's start there. Because you okay. guys have before. 78 yeah, and a half. Pull, yep. It's 70? 78 and a half. Jesus. That seems kind of like it's a game breaker. If he goes over, that changes things for the birds. Yep. But if he goes we, under. You know he's kind of a. He's the production center, not necessarily in yards, but in touchdowns. But he's a, he's a great, like, I feel like Kittle gets a lot of credit for his run blocking, and Kelsey doesn't get a ton of it because he's such a good receiver. Yeah. But they could still win with him going under, I feel like. The Chiefs could win with him going under. I think so. I think Tony. Yeah, I, I would it, totally agree you, with that. But, like. To if you were gonna bet it, go same game parlay, go him under and Tony over, or what? Like, or maybe do alt yards so you get like a little less the plus and all that shit. Get yeah, him, maybe McKinnon over on receiving yards or receiving Dude, touchdown. He could, he could be there. He he probably will be their top wide receiver in the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe. Um, it, it, there, there's not a ton. Uh, like Juju's had a couple good games, but like. Not at the same level as him. I think the touchdown number for him would be interesting as well. Yeah, one that... uh, I would be be surprised if it was one and a half, maybe two. One that my friend sent me, he's betting on. Obviously, one leg we disagree with. Kansas City money line. Get that out of here. The under, which I, I don't like touching the total in the Super Bowl. For those that are looking for my gambling advice, which I advise not to, but I don't like looking at the total in the Super Bowl. First quarter is usually way under. Second quarter, also usually under, but the Eagles are a good second quarter team. So maybe first half under, but still, it could get weird. Like this game, because of the Chiefs' ability to come back and the Eagles' second quarter stuff, I wouldn't touch t- touch totals in this game the one that i do like pacheco anytime touchdown i think that's that's a pretty solid bet yeah i would agree with that yeah i think that's probably overlooked too i think so good bet like i think it's not what people are thinking about um a couple that I've, i've just pulled from a prop bet list and we'll run through it and and wrap up um, like the national anthem, ninety-five seconds. No bid on that. No, you're not a Chris I have Stapleton. No idea. You're not a Chris Stapleton guy. You don't have an yeah. idea on it. No idea what he's gonna do. I would guess over. I don't even know historically. I, what they... I always feel like the over on the national anthem is good. People, it's their moment. Yeah, let, let them have their moment. Um, coin toss, tails never fails. No brainer. Yeah, no brainer. Um, one that's interesting: jersey number of the first touchdown score. Over under is eleven and a half. 
Really? So that means that I believe that either Pacheco or McKinnon, one of them is 11, the other is number one. I believe Mahomes is number 10. Hertz is obviously number one. AJ Brown. AJ Brown is number 11. You're correct. That's an interesting bet. That is an interesting bet. That is a really interesting bet. Because it's basically saying it's an Eagles running back or a Chiefs receiver gets the touchdown. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Kenneth Gainwell is number 14. So he could be in the mix. Obviously, Miles Sanders is 26. Dallas Goddard is, what, he's 87? 88? 87. Yep. In the 80s. We know that. Over Um, a lot, for sure. Big man touchdown. I don't think it's happening, but I'd love for that. I'd love for the fat Batman quote to come full circle. I mean, a strip sack. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a very good one, too. That's, yeah, that's what you're angling for. Which is is possible. Shortest touchdown scored over under one and a half yards. Ooh. That, I think, is the prop bet of the game. Under? I think it's under. I think the Eagles get close and ram it in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's good. All these bets are tough. I mean, Vegas is good, man. Vegas is really good. I said this to a couple buddies a couple years ago. Either quarterback, you could, and specifically in the Brady-Mahomes Super Bowl a couple years ago, either of them to throw throw an interception. Both were around plus 200. And now... Mahomes to throw an interception and Hurts to throw an interception minus one ten. Vegas figured it out. That used to be, yeah, if it hit was good money to diversify, like throw five bucks on or whatever your unit was. Yeah, and just sprinkle take, the market. Sprinkle the market. That's really what you got to do. I again, I don't bet on Eagles playoff games, but you know that's a thing. It's it's a thing to do. So, I was looking at some of these other ones that I thought were interesting. Kenneth Gainwell, touchdown. I don't hate that. Plus 310. I don't hate that. I'm very hot on him right now, though. Eagles defense, touchdown. Plus 600. That's like a half a unit play. Maybe a quarter unit play. That's one I'm not banking on. But also if it hits. Like plus six. You said 600. Yeah. Yeah, that's. um. I mean. I mean, that's th- that's six to one. So it, it half a unit is three to one. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a parlay guy, and some of these parlays look pretty. Oh, the built-in parlays? I, uh... Oh, man. Those I tend to stay away from. Because it almost I feels like a Vegas nose kind of thing. I always get on three of the four. That's not a bad. That's not a bad call. But yeah, remove so, the riskiest leg. So this one, to me, is the most interesting. Eagles money. Eagles money line. Okay. Eagles first half three way. Jalen Hurts. One pa- passing touchdown plus. Okay. Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown scorer. AJ Brown anytime touchdown scorer. I like so that. I mean, that's, a, that's a lot to hit, right? It's a like, lot that's, to hit. But like, there's good line of sight to that. There is. That's plus saying six, that the over is definitely hitting. Plus six seventy five. What I would do is do that, but with the over. Unless it's boosted odds. No, but the thing is, that could happen at 14 nothing. I guess so. So the Eagles could... A.J. Brown touchdown, Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, 14 sure. I mean, that's a good point to talk about with A.J. Brown, too. He's actually been relatively quiet in the playoffs. That's a really good point. And I think some of that has been there's been a lot of focus on stopping him by the other teams. Sure. I think Do the Chiefs that have it? Manifest into other things where you start to worry about Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith's obviously very hot right now. That's what you want to focus on and forget about how good AJ Brown actually is, because he is truly that spectacular. It's a really good point. And he'll also put it in the end zone. That's a really good point. Because it, like, literally, you're right. Devontae Smith had the play against the Giants to open it up, right? Yep. He had the plays. Yeah. One of which on San Francisco, but other plays too in the NFC Championship game. And Jalen Hurts at full health hits A.J. Brown for a couple of those big plays that they tried to get him to. Like, obviously, he had all the shit with Minshew and all that stuff. But that's a really good point. I, I mean, they I would... Had the, they had the FaceTime call, about to call to Zoom. But after the trade happened, that could be the key to victory. The he's also... victory, if you will. He's also plus 125... Anytime score. So, depending on how you're feeling about it, that's yeah more palatable bet than a uh, five-way parlay. I mean, people have different opinions on comfortability in terms of bets and all that stuff. So, I'm not going to tell you how to gamble and all that, especially on an Eagles playoff game. Again, I... Don't for the juju reasons, not Juju Smith Schuster, the the karma and all that, but man, I just can't wait until Sunday. I keep waking up and it's just another work day. 
Yeah. And I have a lot of a lot of coworkers that are Eagles fans, a lot that aren't. And I'm off. I'm off on Monday. I'm already nailed it in. That's good. That's you good. can't. Like, there's no way. That's I mean, I good. Could... Yeah, with uh, the I, well, I have unlimited PTO, so I can't like, I don't know, like, I don't know the full extent of paternity leave and all that. So I don't, I don't want to abuse it, right? Yeah. And I want to save it if the Eagles do win. You don't want to be the guy that takes like six months off because you had a kid and then, you know. Yeah, the Super Bowl and then got to prepare for the baby. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the baby comes. Yeah, if I stopped working on, on February, what what's Monday? February 12th or 13th. Yeah, all right. Valentine's Day is uh Valentine's Day is the next day, so I got to take off. Really, really have my pregnant wife have a good Valentine's Day, and then uh, you know, the baby's two and a half months away, so I got to prepare for that. Dude, you can bridge yourself into any, you know, really good. Um, and I'm obviously not doing that for the my coworkers that are listening. I'm obviously not doing that. Uh, I will, I will be testing aside from the parade if they win. If they win, yeah, big if. I'll Parade was the best day of my life. What'd you say? Parade was the best day of my life when the Eagles won. I mean, yeah, the Eagles parade's the only one I've been to. I didn't get to go to the Phillies one because I was at Berkshire. Yeah, that stunk. I, I I think my parents wouldn't let me go downtown. Oh, oh no. it's too dangerous. Well, no, what I, I heard down. about the Phillies parade is like. It's literally like the. I actually, I'm not gonna make a comparison because it's kind of fucked up. But uh, it's it's like the people hanging off the train pictures you've seen, and yeah, you can make the political connections to that. Yeah, read the Lord of Flies and then replace the Conch Show with a twelve pack of Miller Light, and you've got the uh, (laughs) rather than an island with dudes on it. You know, it's a full city packed. Yeah, I mean the energy downtown is—it's got to be I mean, incredible. We were, we were looking at places to go for it, and it was like, well, yeah. How about that? The fact that five years ago, all you had to do was show up. I got to Garage Fishtown, where Emily had watched every game. I watched every game, but the Falcons game in the playoffs because I went to it. Not a big deal. Um, but we got there one. Which was great for me. Of they had the golf on, I'm watching the waste yeah. management. I was oh, pumped. And Emily's like, Emily ran to a McDonald's, got some food because yeah. they're BYO food. Yeah, all that shit. And I just locked down the spot. Her friends met us. Eating all important. this. TV and TV setup is important. I mean, we're looking at McGillans. They got the green beers going. It's like one fifty. All you can They're drink. Ch- McGillan's is charging for a table. Yeah, and that's the sign of the times. The McGillan's charging for something. McGillan's, yeah. I would expect you to have a joust to get a table, not not actually pay American dollars. Also, to be clear, if you walk in there with forty bucks, you're a very rich man. I mean, that's also true. I have so been to McGillan's and felt like I am 
insert whatever billionaire you hate the most yeah. there. Because it's... It also helps that you drink draft beer. Yeah, that's very true. Which is a giveaway there, almost. They practically do. And that's fantastic. Seven fifty. Yeah. Come on. Keep the change. I mean, yeah. It's great. <laughs> we need more places like that in America. And maybe well, we'd be, think, maybe we'd be a happier nation. I think that feeds the culture down here too. There's so many good dive bars. It's not a nightclub town. It's not like like Rocky O'Brien's that you yeah. called it. Yeah. I'm wearing the logo from like a mainline Irish dive bar that like serves shepherd's pie and Miller Lite, and that's what they specialize in. It's great. It's yeah. what you need. Yeah. It's what you I need. Think, I think um, energy levels are good. I think there's some nerves, obviously. At certain points, the Super Bowl, like every every game's hard to win, you know, in the NFL, but this one's the hardest and. I just, I, I, I do hope that Jalen Hurts has a great game. I hope so too. Sounds the haters. I, I, yeah, and I actually think he can do that even while losing. But I, I think it's, I think it's important for him. I think it's important for the franchise. I mean, it's like, especially his history and all of that. Like, I think getting. A championship, which is what he's been so myopically focused on. Like, I'm scared for him if he, he doesn't win. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it, right? I was about to ask you of Jalen Hurts, obviously, with his story and everything, and winning the second Super Bowl in Eagles history would be great. Yeah. But on the other side of things, where does Nick Sirianni fall for you if they pull this off or if they lose? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I mean, I think when Nick started out, he was, you know, his first season, he's talking about, like, you know, plant growth. He's, you mentioned botanist earlier, so the roots growing. and Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. And everyone's like, dude, like, what are you Relax. Yeah. Like, this is, uh, this is Philly. We don't want to think about that stuff too much. Um, are, you, are you selling me some, some plants? <laughs> You got some papers? He won, he won coach of the year. Dable won coach of the year. Okay. Which I, I think is deserved. I'm not upset about Nick Sirianni losing coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's done a fabulous job. He yeah. has. But this the Giants were supposed to stink. Yeah. I mean, he's gone to war with these guys and for these guys. Um, and I think he's like the ultimate hype guy. He is. That's a good way to put it. And I, I, I'm really curious, you know, what the, it's like, it's so hard this time of year because you want to talk future and you want to talk future of the franchise and all this stuff past the Super Bowl. But like, this is a defining moment. It really is. he's, He's like, he, Jalen Hurts, like this entire team, they're either going to define the moment or the moment's going to define them, and it's either going to make me really happy or really crushed. Yeah. That's <laughs> a perfect way to put it. <laughs> it's why we like live in this space where just like 
we're hoping, 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 and we're thinking, 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 we're analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. At the end of the day, it's a game, and it's a really big one. And they got to show up, and you've got guys who have been there before, and you've got a lot of guys who haven't been there before. Um, that a lot is going to be asked of them. I mean, really, a lot's going to be asked of them. So, yep. um, We'll see how it goes. I, I, it, it's funny because I think a lot of people look at the Eagles season and it's been, you know, going into it, one of the easiest schedules, right? Um, no one had the NFCs being as good as the NFCs was where you've got three of the four in playoffs, um, which is like, if you think about it, it's pretty hard to do when you play NFCs teams six times throughout the season. Like, it's really hard. To, uh, it's hard, but that. nothing you can – that you can control about it, right? You're beating a lot of people that are, you know, 14 not... of your 17 games yeah. are determined by your division. Yeah. Before is anything is said and done. Yeah. But all of that said, I think the Eagles have maintained that level of focus minus the commander's game. And yeah, that, that was a tough one. I was there. That was, that was a tough one. We we needed to lose though. They did need it, a loss. The commanders, like, come on, dude. At least it wasn't Carson Wentz. It was Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Let him let him have his Jordans. <laughs> and let us have a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think we the the closure around Carson Wentz feels pretty good right now. Feels fantastic. I would put it up there. I mean, Ben's as someone who defended Carson Wentz all time, <laughs> I recorded the night he got traded. I was hammered. Full disclosure: <laughs> three years later, two years later, saying yeah. this team's gonna stink. It's awful. <laughs> Great audio for the listeners, but I literally, you know, I was so upset. I turned the mic on just by myself yelling for 40, 40 minutes. I, yeah. I've thought for the last two years, the Eagles were going to be awful. Yeah. And Dude, it's like the I, difference you feel about Carson Wentz now. Oh yeah. Versus how you feel about like Doug Peterson starting to do some interesting things in Jacksonville. Yeah. Andy Reid in Kansas City. That's such a good point. But, is I'm it, I'm so excited for Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. The same way, even before Patrick Mahomes went there, when they got Alex Smith, and they just blown. Yeah. Maybe he was even the quarterback when they blew the twenty eight point lead in the playoffs. But it was still, I felt bad for Andy Reid because yeah. obviously. He was here for so long, and he had everything. And I, I talked about this a little bit last week, but you know, there's stuff on the field that happened with the Eagles and what the results were, but also so much more outside of the lines. And you know, it, it kind of just reached ahead of it was the time for Andy Reid to leave and yeah. to see what he did. Like we did a whole Andy Reid. Hawaiian shirts thing when they played the 49ers three years ago 
and all this different stuff. Yeah. And I feel the same way with Doug. And that's that's the good thing. They both gave their all to the city and the franchise. Like, there's no... And finding out stuff after the fact, though. Like, it was all Carson and all this stuff. And that he... Just how much of a mental... Just idiot that Wentz was. Like, it just affirms so many different decisions. And, again, we said it before, but Howie's comments just say so much. Well, the the hardest part is detangling the quarterback from the coach. Correct. I think you ask, which I always, you know, I've got a lot of friends who like a lot of different teams. The amount of hate they have for their head coaches – is palpable. Their starting quarterbacks at times is palpable. I mean, we're Philadelphia right. fans. We know that with Doc Rivers. 100%. Yeah. And it, the Eagles have actually gotten in, rel- I mean, Chip Kelly notwithstanding, relatively good coaches. True. And Very true. We do feel like there's some sort of beauty about their success. Absolutely. And somehow linked to us. Absolutely. But- that doesn't work when for the players for some reason when they move on unless it's like a screwed up like Brian Dawkins situation where he's like all of a sudden in the Broncos jersey and Trent just... Cole also sticks out that way yeah yeah even when LaShawn went to um, Buffalo yeah he like, was a fantasy that... darling though so I was happy yeah but I was like god well, then he had the weird shit, too, with him and Chip Kelly, the falling out there. Yeah, because... He's calling Chip, Chip Kelly a racist. Chip Kelly, yeah, Chip Kelly's a terrible human being. Yeah. Matty D loves UCLA, though. Yeah. Well, he was, like, the... At at time, like, I, I think... It's funny, because Andy Reid was the creative genius, and then Chip Kelly was the creative genius, and then... Doug Peterson's the creative genius and Nick Siri. Like, that's the coach tagline, right? Yeah. It's like, when does the creative genius become evil to the fan base? And I think a lot of Philadelphians are there where it's like, with on Chip Kelly, but not on the other ones. They're like, yeah, he's, you know, really good coach. I think the difference was that Chip Kelly had player control. So you didn't have Howie Roseman to just take all the bullets. Yeah. As soon as Chip Kelly took over player control... And it didn't work. It was like, all right, well, we have a we have two targets and one to just rip all the bullets into. Correct. Instead of saying, Harry Roseman, you trading Carson Wentz and eating thirty three percent of his giant contract is so yeah. stupid. Yeah. And then turning all of that into what he's turned it into. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. If that was Sirianni doing all of it, we'd be like now we'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. But if at the time we'd be like, oh, Sirianni did all this, get him out of here. Same thing at, at the time because there were the smoke screens and all that. When Doug got yeah. fired, it just seemed like this, well, what the hell? Like, he's trying to help out the team. He's being a, like kind of a crazy person for sitting Jalen Hurts when he's looked good and he made these decisions. And, like, there was such a discourse. I don't know. It's all worked out, and to your point, 
I root for Doug. Aside from this weekend, I, I've rooted for Andy Reid. If it was him against the 49ers again, I'd hope he beats the shit out of them. Yeah. No, not I... this weekend. I, no, 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 no. There's something um, beautiful about it. <laughs> it is. It's a, a good cleansing exercise. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But I think that'll do it, right? Unless you got got some thoughts on the the WM Phoenix Open. I wish I was there. I've been twice. Like with everything, I'm like, I wish I was at the Super Bowl. I saw these guys like getting ready to board in Phoenix. I'm like, God. The best has been. I've gotten this meme a ton. Is every flight from Philadelphia to Phoenix, and it's just a picture of the Always Sunny crew with the the Wade Boggs shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like I said it to to Matt to Matty D of saying I'd be really disappointed if this wasn't you, your wife, and her sisters. Not expecting her his sister in law's older sister's husband to be going because he's from Pittsburgh. But yeah. apparently he's going. And this guy is on the record saying I just want to be blacked out the whole weekend and be like, well, I need a shirt. Yeah. I need to see the shirt at the end. Of, by the time you land tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Dude. I mean, it's funny though. I mean, that's, that would be, and there's no, I, I don't know a good way of quantifying it, but how do we think Eagles turnout is going to be versus Kansas city turnout? Cause they've got a great fan base, man. They have a really good fan base. And I don't know. I want to say it's close to 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Like, if I think... you're a fan of the Rams and you're like, I want, we just won the Super Bowl last year. I want to go next year. Are you yeah. selling those tickets? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what the initial, like, primary market is for Super Bowl tickets. Like, yeah. before the game, like, before the game is set. Yeah. So, like, do, do, do all 32 season ticket holders, like, I know there's a lottery for the two teams that get in, but, like, do, do Jacksonville Jaguars fans or Detroit Lions fans, like... Do they if, actually want If they've been season ticket holders for 30 years, are they, like, do they get a shot at Super Bowl tickets just to yeah. go and then they sell them? I hope yeah. so. That'd be, that'd be great for them. Yeah, yeah. Make some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I the only thing I, I would say which impressed me going into the garden last night and watching the terrible Sixers Celtics game, but the Philadelphia fan base has a great like diaspora. Like there's a good there are Eagles fans in London, there are Eagles fans in Germany. What an Ivy League word. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Kansas City has that same level, but I think they've got a similar. They're not level. Ivy League. No. <laughs> no. Um, I just, I I don't know I don't know what it looks like. I think it, I think it's going to be a good mix. I think you know. I think they'll do. I I think Phoenix is also like a great location for a Super Bowl. It really is. Um, Although I will say I've flown to Phoenix a ton, I've flown to LA a ton. Somehow, 
the flight to Phoenix, which is an hour shorter than the flight to Los Angeles, feels longer. Yeah. I've done both flights, both to and from Philadelphia, many times in my life. Somehow flying to Phoenix feels longer. And I don't know if it's because of time zones or what it is. Well, you also are flying over deserts to get to the desert. I guess so. Maybe the climate's getting into the pressurized cabin. Yeah, at least you're going to the ocean, right? Like, Yeah. Maybe that's it. I see the ocean. I get some fresh seafood. Yeah. Go to yeah. Neptune's Net. Get some, you know, ne- you know, some shrimps. Get some crabs. I think crabs. I don't, I don't know. My, yeah. <laughs> my grandmother and my I'll- dad were always in charge of that shit. Phoenix, Phoenix was more of a bachelor party or golf trip type of thing. It was me on my yeah. own. Maybe, maybe we're learning about me as an adult. I don't know. But I would almost. I mean, it's funny because my my dad and brother went to Minnesota for oh, the, no way. Yeah, and my brother went in like you know a pair of LL Bean line slides and like corduroys and a flannel. <laughs> Eagles jersey over top, and he walked outside for like 20, 30 minutes. He's like, "This is hands down the coldest I've ever been." <laughs> so, Phoenix, here we come. Phoenix, here we come. I mean, we don't need to to dive into it, but watching the Phoenix Open today, guys were in fucking pullovers. Yeah, looks like you and me and. A month playing at Gulf Mills. Dude, it could have been us today. It was like 60 degrees. You, if you and I had played today, I would have been... I'd be close to tarps what? off. Yeah. I'd be sweating. I sweated walking to Wawa today. Yeah. And that's a f- four-minute walk. Yeah. Anyway. Here's Peter. another tangent to talk about here as well. Do you worry at all about how the Eagles played against the Cardinals this past year in that stadium? Because that was a bad game for That us. was a bad game. Chiefs played a bad game there. The Bucks played a bad game there. I mean, either way, whoever wins has more wins in that stadium in this Winning NFL season. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cardinals. Yeah. So, scares me a little bit. That's a fair point. They won the game, though. They figured it out. Yeah. I can't wait for the post Super Bowl autopsy, and we're like, God, we're so wrong on everything that we said. It's great. (laughs) I should have really leaned into being more of a negative Nancy. I really should have. Jalen Hurts can spend at halftime. Jalen Hurts is a real bitch. Gardner Minshew. Bring it in, book. Bring him in. Notre Dame. And all the pundits are like, oh, yeah, the Eagles didn't belong there to begin with. And it's like, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, NBC guys. <laughs> yeah. You said that all year. You're finally right. You're finally right, bug-eyed fox guy. Yeah. It's only there because Colin Cowherd liked you. <laughs> Not zero chance, but. Who's also. Very helpful. <laughs> salivating on LeBron's taint. I know. But anyway, for that tangent, evolves. Peter, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate you stepping in at the last minute. Anytime. Happy to do it.
this is like what I'd like to do in my free time is just talk sports. That's great. It's fun time. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Everybody. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to the podcast. If you're new here, the bullpen cart on iTunes, Spotify, wherever your podcasts. Well, Thunder PLG is the handle there on Twitter. As I'm about to cough, Thunderblock Sports on Instagram. And Peter, if you want to plug anything as I cough, please do. I was going to say Ranch Waters and a couple beers as a base is a good good mindset to get in before a little sports talk. So uh, a shameless plug there. We're not sponsored by Mamitas like uh, Barstool is, but... uh, We'll, we'll work on the ranch water. Uh, we love ranch that. Water. Yeah. That's we good. love that. Yeah. But everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl sucked. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but fly, Eagles, fly. Go Birds. Go Birds.